Hey, uh, this is a bonus. That's right, a bonus show of Dimland Radio. Those of you who are new to Dimland Radio, finding it through iTunes, and thank you for subscribing, by the way, leave a nice review and a uh, good rating if you like the show, and tell somebody else about it to get some more downloads for me. That would be cool. Anyway, you may know that uh, this show is actually a lot older than just the six or so episodes that are up on iTunes. I did this show starting in November, not November, March of 2010 on Ztalk Radio. And in those in those days, I did it live. Well, I've since started pre-recording it and playing it on Saturdays at 11 p.m. Central on ztalkradio.com. You can tune in, tune in there into the chat room and listen if you like. You can chat with me as we listen to the show. But what I thought I'd do, I have almost 300 Dimland radios. So I thought I'd go back and throw a bonus on once in a while so that you guys can hear some of the old shows. So this time, my first bonus show is going to be from, uh, is from January 26, 2013. So that's four years ago. In fact, uh, coincidentally, I'm recording this little beginning bit on January 26, 2017. So pretty cool. Anyway, it's a, it's an interesting show because I do uh, a thing with my uh, my pedantic moments. Uh, you'll see what I mean when you listen to it. So this was uh, show number 134 that originally aired on uh, November. Uh, I don't know why I keep saying November. Hmm. I wonder if that's Freudian. Anyway, January 26, 2013. So uh, sit back, turn up your headphones. Well to an agreeable level, and enjoy. Here it goes. This is a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z-Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the Ztalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. Well, <laughs> I got a big show planned for you tonight, a big show, and I have to get to it. I don't want anything to get in my way, uh, so I have to get just right at it. But um, first, I got to do this. Time for another Dimland Radio pedantic moment. What did they get wrong this time, Dim? Well, I'll tell you. This is something that they've been getting wrong for a long time. It's been bugging me for years. It's a little annoyance. And, you know, I, I've said about myself quite often that I'm not easily offended, but I am easily annoyed. So, are you like me? 
and do you watch the local news? Well, I don't watch it as much as maybe some people might. Uh, I watch the local news, and it, but it doesn't just happen with them. It's local news, national news, uh, entertainment shows, where anything where they have a, a, a newsreader, an anchor at a desk that will be telling us the stories of the you know the news stories of the day, the big entertainment news, or whatever those kinds of things. And they do this, and I've noticed this for years now. And it, I, they'll be setting up to go to their commercial break, okay? And what they'll say is, they'll say uh, something like, um, let's say, uh, let's see, uh, we'll be. It's no, this is how they say it. I got to get it right. If I'm going to be pedantic, I better get it right. <laughs> They'll say, uh, we're back with that story of the cross-dressing gorilla running for Congress in Florida after these messages. Now, do you, did you spot the problem in there? Okay, they're going to commercial. They are going to commercial. And they say, we're back after these messages. Okay, they may not talk about the cross-dressing gorilla running for Congress in Florida. I just kind of made that up. But, but you never know, Florida, you just don't know what they might do. And, uh, and gorilla could be, you know, like a, not like a primate gorilla kind of thing. It could be, a, you know, like gorilla warfare kind of gorilla. So he didn't think of that, did you? But I wrote it down as a regular gorilla because I, I, I don't know how to spell the, uh, I mean, I, I kind of know how to spell it. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. You know, we're stands for, it's a, it's a contraction of the two word phrase, we are which is present tense. We are. That's what you say when you come back from the break. We are back. We're back. We're back. You know, when I go to my breaks, I, I say, I'll be back after this break. And then when I'm back, I say, I'm back. Well, I don't, I don't know if I usually say it, but that's, that's what they should be saying. They should be saying, we'll be back after this break. We will, not we, you know, we will be back. It, you know, which is future tense. They're telling you that that's going to be. I don't know why it is that they do this. You know, maybe it has something to do with, um, I don't know, some consultant came to, into these newsrooms and said, you know, it's so much more positive uh, in, in, to work in the present tense than the future tense, you know. So say we're back. Just do it that way. Do it we're back. Now, I could possibly follow up on this somehow you know i mean i could write to the stations and and say you know let's get it right and they'll just say ah, it's just some crank that's uh, more worked that worked up about uh, how we talk <laughs> which is true but um i kind of sort of kind of know a news anchor for one of the morning news in the local tv thing she uh you know, she she is one of the two anchors that they have. You know, they have to have a male and a female. They have to have both, and um, and she also does uh, the news reading on the radio in the mornings. I hear her, and I won't say who it is, but she's one of the local news people, and and she's uh, you know, she has two of her kids going to the same school as my son goes to. It's Amy and, I, and not my son go to, and uh, anyway, so for the the orientation kind of thing. Uh, they brought us, you know, we go to the school and we go into the uh, the gymnasium thing and we all, and Amy and I sit up front with Hayden and we're sitting there and these two other people come in and they're looking for a place to sit and, and it's a, it's a, uh, two women, one's an older woman and one's, you know, like, like I don't know, in her, in her 60s or something like that. And then the other one is this news anchor woman 
and I nudge Amy. I said, isn't that, isn't that, <laughs> and said, yeah, yeah, that's her, calm down, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's her, that's, calm down, you know, so, um, <laughs> so, it turns out it was her, and she has two kids going to the school. And, and so anyway, so there we are, and she's there. She's in the school, so I kind of know her. So I figure, and I'm a Facebook friend of hers. And you know, Facebook friends. So that's 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 just kind of like, well, you know, that ain't no big deal. You're just a Facebook friend. So um, I'll, I'll maybe I'll send her a message and say, could you please, could you please see about doing something about this this we're back. Okay, and let's say we'll be back. Okay, all right. Can we you know, let's see if we can do that? I know it's a little thing. It's a little thing, but these pedantic things are little things after all, and it's the little things that annoy me. So anyway, so like I said, I got a big show, so I, I should get on with it. And oh, hang on. And now it's time for a Disneyland Radio pedantic moment. Yeah. This ought to be good. Well, I don't know if it'll be any good, but uh, so I work as an office manager for a janitorial service, and uh, it, it's um, we've been hiring somebody uh, for a day side job. We just have one position available for a day side job. Most of our stuff is second shift after five o'clock in the afternoon, evening, what you want to call it, up till maybe eleven o'clock at night, midnight latest, and. Um, I've been trying to hire somebody for the day side position. It's a four-hour job. It's a pretty minimal kind of work, but there it is. And we put an ad on Craigslist, and the and the ad cost us twenty-five bucks to advertise on Craigslist. It it's, it was free for quite a while, but then you know the Minneapolis, you know St. Paul, Twin Cities area decided that they needed to charge something, so. Now they have to charge 25 bucks for it, so but th which isn't bad considering that we used to pay something like 100 bucks for a newspaper ad, and you were limited to what you could put in there per line and all that kind of stuff. And that was just you know a pain in the ass. So we put the ad in, and job seekers take some advice. Now I you know I suppose any of you out there who work in human resources will uh, maybe understand this, but um, uh, let's see. One thing that happens, you put the ad in, you put the phone number in the ad, they call you up, okay? I can't tell you how many times this has happened. They say, okay, now we have to come to your office to apply? Yep, yep, the building that you'll clean is in another part of the Twin Cities, but my office is over in this part of the Twin Cities, so you will need to uh, come on back and, you know, or come to my office and fill out an application. So I get, okay, all right. Can I get that address? Sure. And I start to give the address. It is. And they say, hang on, I got to get a pen and paper. Really? You need to get a pen and paper. Why? <laughs> you're calling me. You're, you're, you're telling me that, uh, you, you're, you know, you're implying by calling me that you are interested in getting a job. I'm the guy that could get you this job. And you're going to make me wait for you to get a pen and paper? You knew you were calling me. You knew you were going to need the address. You didn't have the pen and paper right at hand, right at your elbow, right there, ready to go. You didn't have that. Well, that happens many times. Now, I don't get on them about it. I mean, if you want to lie, 
See, you could do this. You could say, you could start writing it down or, or pretend that you're writing it down while you're trying to grab the pen and paper and you say, oh, nah, my pen just ran out of ink because, you know, pens don't have ex don't exactly have an indicator as to when they're going to run out of ink. It's uh, unless you have one of those clear pens like I have here in my hand, you see. And unless you have one of those, you're not going to be able to tell, you know, when you're going to run out of ink. And even then, you might not be able to tell very well because it's clear and you can see the tube of ink in there, you know what I mean? So you could lie and just say, oh, hang on, my pen just ran out of ink, and, and then I'll, I'll be fine. I don't know that you're lying. You know, what am I, some kind of lie detector? No. So that's one thing. Another thing, I had this one guy come in, and I have people fill out a lot of paperwork. They, have, they sit down and they fill out the application form, and then there's some background check form because we have to do that, and there's all kinds of stuff that needs to be done uh, to to uh, um, get the job, <laughs> or at least get the information that I need to get that all set up. So I get that all taken care of, I get that all set up, and it takes them, I don't know, 20 minutes or 30 minutes to fill it out. Sometimes, some people take forever. So this one guy's down there, and the, and the time that he's there, his phone rings four times. Four times. Three times while he's doing the paperwork, and once while I'm interviewing him. Don't do that. Turn off your cell phone. Don't have your cell phone on. Turn it off. So, you know, I mean, you think I'm the guy who might hire you, and you're. And one of the things I go over with them is that while they're working, we don't want them using their cell phones and texting, and that we want them to pay attention to the job, and especially at the day side position that we've got going because the day side position. It's during the day. People are there at the office. They're watching. And if they're going around hearing your, their, your phone ring every 10 minutes, no good. That ain't no good. So, that, so I, I, you know, it's a, I'm not hiring that guy. Sorry, dude. I'm not hiring you. I mean, I didn't tell him that, but it's like, okay, that goes down on the notes. Cell phone rang four times in the 40 minutes that he was at the, our office. So there's another one. This was an unusual. This is an odd one. Like I said, I take a picture of these people for their ID badge because you know, I want to get as much information down and have it on hand as I possibly can so that I don't have to have them keep coming back so that when we're ready to get them started, I can tell them where the building is and have the supervisor meet them or however that works out, and they can bring the ID badge. I have it made for them already. So that's what I do. See, that's what uh, we. That's what I want to do. And... So I had this young woman come in. She was in her early 20s. And so she fills out all the stuff. She you know, sits down with me. We go through the talk. She's very pleasant. She seems like she might be, she might be good. She might be a good candidate. She's, so I'm you know, asking her all the questions that I ask, tell her all the things about the place that I do. And then <clears throat> I say, okay, um, now I need to take your picture. And she says, uh, oh, oh, you, you got to take, well, yeah, I want to take a picture because, you know, for the, because I explained to her, I want, we can make an ID badge. It's just take a picture of your face. I'm not asking her anything untoward. I'm not, I'm not asking her, you know, I mean, it's just a picture of her face. She's going to remain clothed. I'm not asking for any kind of favors, if you know what I mean. So she says, oh, but I, I don't. I don't. I don't look very good. I. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I want to do this. I. I don't look very good. I'm. And I'll come back. I'll come back to do the pictures. I said you look fine. You look fine. I thought, all you gotta do is take a picture. I. I don't know. I said you look fine. And she says like I just don't. And so then I figure I'm not arguing with you. I don't say anything to her. I don't give her any trouble. I just say okay. 
fine. If we ready to, we're ready to make this next step with you, we'll have you come back in and we'll take your picture. So this is the <laughs> that was weird. You know, I'm the guy who's going to possibly give you a job, who's possibly going to hire you, and you're going to act like that. <laughs> oh, don't take my picture. She looked fine. It was, I mean, it's, it's an ID badge for a janitor job. It's not anything really that important. <laughs> so, uh, it's, just, I just, I, uh, why well, I tell you, yeah, so weird. Uh, some some of this kind of stuff. Okay, I'm going to take a break early. While I'm in break, I'm going to go into chat and I'm going to say, you know, guys, if you don't want to hang around with the issues that are happening with chat, I'm still archiving this show. It's still going. I'm going to persevere. I'm going to go through this. I can put it onto the uh, you know into the archive. You can download it if you want to listen to it later. And you know, that's what I'm going to do. Um, sorry, but it, it, I think uh, our server is having issues. This happened before. They might be doing some kind of maintenance because it keeps kicking me off the air, and I keep kicking back on. I hope it's not my software. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> but anyway, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network. Uh, I'll be back briefly, shortly. I'll be back. I will be back. Okay? All right. What do you do when you're lonely on a Saturday night? You can join me and listen to The Two Hottest Guys on ZTalkRadio.com. Joe and Kale, The Skeptical Edge, Saturdays, 8 p.m. Eastern. Don't just take my word for it, but you are listening to Dimland Radio on ZTalk Radio Network. On the go and missing another one of your favorite ZTalk shows? Now you don't have to. Simply go to the Google Play Store on your Android phone and download the ZTalk Radio app. The best part is, it's absolutely free. That's ZTalk Radio. Only found in your Google Play Store on your Android phone. Download it today. It's fun. It's exciting. It's the Z Talk Radio Network on ztalkradio.com. Talk radio for the next generation, Generation Z. Welcome back to Dimland Radio. I'm back. I am back. 
See? See how that works? If I was a we, I'd say, we're back. But I'm a me. I'm an I. So, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, folks in the chat room listening right now. I'll say it again. It looks like this is going to be an archive-only show. If you want to hang and listen to the bits and pieces that continue to broadcast, <laughs> uh, I think this has happened before. Uh, the server that we use has uh, it did this in the past about you know I don't know how long about I don't know when I was doing my 100th show or trying to do my 100th show it kept dropping I think it was my 100th show it just kept dropping the feed dropping the feed dropping the feed and that's what it's doing now and I think we found out at that time it was the server was doing some sort of maintenance and that was the reason why uh, it kept dropping me uh, kept dropping uh, uh, this this is one when uh, uh, what's her name? Elizabeth Rose, dear Emmy, she was on prior to my show. She, they were having trouble at some point. I think within the last hour of their show. So maybe something's going on. And if that's the case, I'm sorry. I'll archive this show so you can download it and listen to it in, in its entirety and miss and you know and hear all the the pearls that you've missed thus far. So like I been, I keep saying, I have a big show. Big show planned, so let's let's get to it. Okay. Oh, hey. uh. And now it's time for a Dimland Radio pedantic moment. Yeah, this ought to be good. What another one? Well, I do have another one. <laughs> this, you know, the stamp prices are going up now. I, I, I'm not one that gets all bent out of shape on the price of a stamp because a first class stamp and that means uh, you know your regular stamp for one ounce weight post uh, uh, letter <laughs> a card you're mailing your your check for your bill that kind of thing uh, you know first class stamp for that that's the kind I'm talking about now right now that postage is going to go up apparently I think it's 56 or no 46 cents a stamp right now and I think it's going to go up to <gasps> 47 holy cow 47 cents why not make it 50 cents why not make it a dollar the post office isn't making any money they're they're bleeding money I, you know that's you're gonna up it a penny and uh, so I mean okay fine they can up it a penny if they like I don't have a problem with that um, but there is you know, a couple of things. I will I will say uh, what Adam Carolla has said about this. I listen to the Adam Carolla podcast. Uh, I've mentioned it before on this show, and I want to give credit where credit's due because he does this. On, he talks about this on his show when he talks about stamp prices, and he says uh, you know he's got a a, a, a sidekick, side kick, not a psychic, a side kick that his name is uh, Brian and Brian does sound effects for the show and he's got a news woman on his show too I don't know if she says we're back no I, they don't even take a break well they kinda take never mind so he'll say to uh, Brian he say okay Brian I want you to let's let's play out this little piece here and Brian says sure thing boss okay Brian I've got this uh, birthday card here yes boss yes you do I see it okay now Brian I want you to take this birthday card uh, and bring it to my friend in Chicago. Okay, boss, I can do that. Now, we're in L.A., so that's a bit of a distance, isn't it, Brian? Oh, yes, boss, that's a bit of a distance, but I can do it. Okay, I want you to take this card, 
bring it to my friend and have it there in two days, maybe three at the most, but two days. Get it there in two days. Can you do that, Brian? I, gee, I, I, I don't know, boss. Uh, I'll I'll try, boss. Yeah, I'll try. Okay, okay. All right. Here you go. All right. Now I'll pay you forty-six cents to do it. Oh, what are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> you know, come on. I don't know. That's not exactly. But but the point he's making is you send somebody a birthday card. I live here in the Twin Cities. I send somebody a birthday card out in California. Same our friend Dave. A paranormal Dave, and that's kind of what we call him here. But Dave Burke, you know, used to be a Z talker, and we send him a card, and it gets to him in two, three days tops, usually two days, for 46 cents. Now, if you're one that's inclined to complain about the price of a stamp, don't. <laughs> Think of it that way. Don't. Don't complain about the price of a stamp. But I have something else about this stamps thing. Have you guys heard of stamps.com? Now this is the post office attempting to save itself by making uh, it more convenient to use their service. And, and now you know that businesses will get these, you know, the bigger businesses will get a, I don't know what they call them, like it's a meter kind of thing, which they get it from the post office and they weigh their stuff on it and it punches out some postage for them. They put it on there and they pay a certain amount for that, uh, for the convenience of having the machine. And then they, you know, and it rings up the amount of postage. And I guess it's a monthly kind of thing, whatever that is. Well, stamps.com is an online kind of deal, which is almost the same sort of thing, except you don't have to get one of those meter things, machines. You don't have to get one of those. What they'll do is they'll send you, you get you sign up with stamps.com, they'll send you a, a scale so you can weigh your mail, and then they'll give you this uh, uh, you know, sticker paper that you can put into your printer, and you can print out your own postage at whatever rate that it needs to be. And it's a, I guess it's a lot less expensive than using one of those meter machines or whatever they call them. And, and you don't have to go there, and the selling point is you don't have to go down to the post office anymore. You won't have to go there. See, now what the what the post office is trying to do, uh, the the postal service is trying to do is is close down some post offices. And now that's not good news for the folks who live at or work at them, not live at them, work at them. It's not very good news for them. But you know the U.S. Postal Service is trying to save some money. It's you know that's, we're trying to not be ringing up this huge amount of debt. So. <clears throat> So they come up with the stamps.com thing, and they're advertising on some of the podcasts that I listen to. I, uh, they're advertising on the Adam Carolla show. They're advertising on uh, Penn Gillette's Penn's Sunday School, and also on How Did This Get Made? Uh, How Did This Get Made is a comedy podcast about movies. Uh, three comedians each week. Uh, it's just the same three. And a guest, another comedian, they bring in. They talk about a movie, which is it's astounding that it got made. You know, that it's it's either so bad and so stupid or so audacious. They wonder how it got made. Sometimes they like the movies despite how stupid they are. Sometimes the the movies are are great and audacious. You know, so anti Hollywood kind of in the in the in their presentation, they wonder how did that get made. So they have some fun with it, right? Okay, so stamps.com will advertise on these three podcasts. And generally what they do is, you know, Adam Carolla, Penn Jillette, or and Paul Shear, that's the host of the 
how did this get made? Those three hosts will read the ad, or they'll do a live read. They'll do a take on it. Sometimes they read straight from the script, and sometimes they kind of riff. Uh, Adam Kroll is good at that. But all three of them have been saying, "Up, oh, yeah, you know, the postage is going up. Postage is going up. That's right. You know what that means? It means going down to the post office to buy three cent stamps or one cent stamps or whatever. So because you've got all those other stamps, you got to get them. You, know, you got to go do that. And I'm and and I and I and I, I thought, no, no, no. For in in for the most part, you won't have to do that because they have this thing called forever stamps. You know what I mean? They have these things called forever stamps. You know, you heard of forever stamps? You probably should have, because back in 2007, 2007, the post office introduced forever stamps for their regular first uh, class postage stamp. So whatever the postal rate was at that time in 2007, if you bought yourself a book of forever stamps, and put that away. Let's say it was 35 cents a stamp at that point. I don't know what it was, but let's say that's what it was. You put that book of stamps in a drawer, forget about it, and then tomorrow you go, oh, I need something else. Uh, oh, when you find those stamps, oh, look, I can use these. I can use these stamps because they're forever stamps. Even though the price is now 46 cents a stamp and you bought these at 35 cents each, they are forever stamps. Forever. <laughs> that means the rate doesn't change. You whatever you paid for them, they still will work. They'll the post office will still deliver those stamps. So you don't have to when they change the rate, you don't have to go down to the post office and buy one cent stamps or three cent stamps or two cents or whatever. You don't have to do that. You can just use these because they're forever stamps. That's what they are. Now the only exceptions to the forever stamp for the first class is if you buy a roll of 500 or 3,000 or 10,000 and who is doing that? I'm sure there's somebody out there but who's doing that? For the, you know the people who are listening to this podcast you know these podcasts those three, they're not buying 300 or no I'm sorry 500 or 3,000 or 10,000 stamps at a time they're not doing that they're out buying a book of 20. That's what they're buying. Or they're buying a roll of 100 maybe. And they're forever. The other kinds of stamps that might not, you know, that would have, so I, I guess the, the rolls of 500, 3,000, and 10,000 have the individual prices on them. Okay. I guess they do. And if you are a collector of stamps and you know you get they put those sheets out like some years ago they did the Universal Movie Monsters, the classic movie monsters. They had five uh stamps for it and you get a sheet of 20, you know. And those will still when they put out stuff like that, the collector sheets of stamps, they'll still have individual prices on them. I I asked our letter carrier <laughs> On this okay now let me know about this and I looked it up online I looked at the you know prices stamp when the forever stamps took place and found out about this you know the five hundred three thousand and ten thousand so but anyway you know that stamps.com provided those talking points to these hosts of these shows because they all said the same thing you're you know it's going up you got to go get those other little stamps well no you don't you don't have to you don't have to get those other little stamps, okay? You can just use your forever stamp or stamps.com. You know, I, hey, they don't advertise on my show, but if they did, you know, I'd, I'd take some money. <laughs> Maybe they could keep my show from dropping off the air. 
Uh, anyway, so, okay, all right, I, I, I got to get to this show. I've got to get it going, okay? I must... Uh... And now, it's time for a Dinland Radio Pedantic Moment. Yeah, this ought to be good. Haven't I already done some of these? <sighs> okay, yeah, well, I've got another one. All right, now, I'm sure you guys are aware... You, maybe you're not, but it, it's been a pretty big story. I think it's been the big story of the past week. I mean, it is something that is so so terrible that it threatens to shake this very de democratic republic to its core, to its foundation. It is it is it is threatening us in its scale of scandal. It's just awful what is well <clears throat> the inauguration uh, the of President Obama for his second term uh, the official inauguration took place on Sunday last week the 20th because constitutionally it's supposed to take place on the 20th of January but for for the country and for I guess I think they planned it out for a little bit of symbolic symbolism as well. It, w it happened on Monday. I, I think inaugurations have, ceremonies have taken place on Sundays before, but I think what President Obama wanted to do, I don't know, I, I, maybe they have to do it during the week or something, but uh, this inauguration, uh, the, the main ceremonies took place, or the public ceremonies took place on Monday, which was the 21st, which was also Martin Luther King Day. And it is significant that we have an African-American president, or at least somewhat African-American president. I mean, how, how can you say? I mean, you, no, no, I mean, we all have all kinds of blood in us. You know, what makes somebody black? You know, that's, well, how, how, you just need one drop? Or, you know, but anyway, you know what I mean. He's an African-American, you know, president. He's, you know, you know, okay. We're all of African descent, after all. We we all, all come from Africa. You follow us back far enough, we're all from Africa. Okay, that's just how it is. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. During the 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 inauguration ceremonies, Beyonce sang the National Anthem. Now, I knew ahead of time that Beyonce was going to sing, sing the National Anthem, and I kick myself for not saying this on my show last week. When I, I should have made a prediction last week and said, I predict that Beyonce will lip-sync the National Anthem. And it turns out that I'm probably right. Because you know, I thought she would. When I knew she was going to... You know, She's probably she's doing the Super Bowl halftime. She's probably probably going to lip sync that too. I it's not a big deal. It's not it's not the it's not going to crumble our democracy. No, but it's it's you know it's been kind of batted back and forth. Some people say, well, big deal. Who cares? So what? So she you know so she did that. You know, is that going to ruin everything? Is it going to destroy our lives? Is it going to you know <laughs> is it going to cause that much of a problem? Well, no. But here's the thing. Um, I, I've talked about this before. I've even talked about Beyonce before doing this. Um, some years ago, when Hugh Jackman was hosting the Oscars, you remember that? Now, Hugh Jackman is an actor. He's, he's my son's favorite actor. I don't know why. just is. I guess because he plays Wolverine. And um, Hugh Jackman can sing and dance. And there was a production number on, in this, one of the production numbers. There were several. But in one of the production numbers, they got Hugh Jackman singing and dancing. 
And then they had uh, two people, a man and a woman, I think from Glee, and then another man and woman actors from some other show, and they were on the stage. And the five of them are actors who can also sing. Okay, And they are singing some song. And they bring on Beyonce. Now, Beyonce is a singer who also acts. See, these others are actors first, singers later. She's a singer first, actor later. Right? Okay, of the six people singing on stage, one is lip syncing. Guess which one? That's right, the singer. Beyonce is lip syncing. Now, I just kind of laid it out exactly the way George Robb on his podcast, the Geologic Podcast, he talked about that, that the week after that Oscars aired. And, and I, I'm watching it with my wife. You'd have to ask Amy. Amy, is he telling the truth? Uh, yeah, believe me. She'll, she'll back me up on this. I'm watching the the the, uh, the Oscars with her, and I said, I was watching the Oscars. Oh, past tense. Hmm. Anyway, so I was watching the Oscars with her, and I said, she's lip syncing. They, they're not. She is. She's lip syncing. So when I listen to Gio's show later that week, he comes on saying, she was lip syncing. She's the singer who also acts. These are these other people are actors who also sing. The actors are singing. The singer is lip syncing. So that really put me, you know, I, I emailed Gio and I said, do we question whether she can sing? And he said, oh, no, 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 she can sing. We know we she can sing. And I, and I accept it. Yes, she can sing. She can, fine. But I really doubt she ever sings live. I, I think at some point she stopped doing that because she wants her performance to always be perfect. And you can make it perfect in a studio. You can't make it perfect live. So if you're singing live and your voice cracks, <gasps> you know, so I wasn't surprised when it came out that she was lip-syncing. Now, I, I, I watched the, the clip on YouTube. There weren't a lot of shots of her. They, you know, they, they, you'd see her, then you'd see the president, you'd see the crowd, you'd see the flags and the buildings, and then you'd see the her, and then you'd see the president, and you'd see the crowd and the flags and the buildings. You know, they were cutting back and forth and back and forth. And so you didn't really get a lot of looking at her singing, but there were a few moments there I thought, boy, I don't know, is she, is she singing? Is she really singing? And she pulls her earpiece out. Now that the earpiece has a kind of a playback, some way to for the for the singer to be able to keep on target with the song. It's something I don't know what it is. They, what they do, but apparently it was throwing her off. She, she pulled it out, so she continued to sing. Now the person that was doing the comments on this said she pulled her earpiece out, but she didn't didn't leave, miss a beat. Now, oh, that was so wonderful. That was great, and. Some people pointed at that was like what she was just trying to make it look like she was singing. I don't know. And so I wrote Gio. Gio said, no, no, she was singing. But then minutes after I wrote Gio about it, minutes after, Fox News is one of the first places it puts up and says, she was lip syncing. The, the, the Marine band said that she was lip syncing. They didn't play. She didn't sing. She was lip syncing. So did she, did she? Not, I don't know. But you know who didn't? Kelly Clarkson. She no! Yeah, right. Kelly Clarkson. She, no, Kelly Clarkson. Yes, yes, her. Thank you. She sang, and she belted it out. And I guess James Taylor sang. They both came out and said, "We sang our songs. <laughs> we don't know why Beyonce didn't sing hers." Anyway, is it is it the end of the world? Is it is it the end of our republic? No. But is it time for me to take a break? Yes. I'll be back. 
After this break, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network. If you're hanging out in chat, listening to the inner splices of this, I hope you I really commend you, but I promise this will be up on the archive. Uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Sims. I'll be back after this break. there came radio and it was good then it got bad then there came satellite radio and it was okay then it got too expensive and kind of sucked now there is something new something better something free stitcher radio for the iphone and blackberry with stitcher you can hear all the shows and podcasts you can imagine rate them and build your own station no downloading no syncing no problem just pick a station to get started like american news and politics now, look at the shows you have to pick from. Pick one and start listening. Like it, make a favorite, and start your own station. Don't like it, thumb it down and say bye-bye to shows like it. Or thumb it up to find more like it. Plus, you can search and find your favorite podcasts. We have over a thousand shows to pick from. Stitcher Radio, the natural evolution in audio listening. And it's free. When, oh when, will someone design an exploding head emoticon? Please, someone, anyone. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Did you see that UFO sighting that made the news? What did that latest study about alternative treatments really say? Is this photo making the rounds real or a hoax? Delphal News is a unique website featuring news about pseudoscience, the paranormal, anomalies, and questionable claims framed with a skeptical view. Come visit DelphalNews.com every day for news about cryptozoology, conspiracies, shams, scams, and more. Follow us on Twitter at Delphal News. Critical thinking is essential in assessing today's news. Delphal News helps you decide, can you really believe this stuff? We're the station that beats all the competition, and we'll prove it as soon as we hear any competition. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Welcome back to Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network. I know I'm frustrating the heck out of my people, listeners in the chat room. I really do hope it's a server issue and it's not something on my end. Oh, I really do. Because if it's something on my end, I don't know what can be done. I might have to do a, a test show 
later in the week, you know, later tomorrow night, and just see if there's any issues. Just go on when nobody's on and just talk and just see what happens. And if it keeps dropping, then I'm going to have to figure something out. But I, I'm hoping it has to do with the server and not me. Anyway, I'm sorry to keep saying this for those of you who would listen to this through the archive. You're saying, oh, yeah, yeah, we got it, we got it. <laughs> Maybe I'll edit that stuff up. Anyway, welcome back to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Okay, well, I'm running out of show now. <laughs> I mean, these pedantic moments just keep popping up, and it's... it's uh, goodness gracious, not another one. <sighs> it's time for another Dimland Radio pedantic moment. What did they get wrong this time, Dim? Well, this time I'm gonna I'm gonna call me on a pedantic moment because these previous pedantic moments may not have all been examples of pedantry. Which, when we talk about trees, my favorite tree is the pedantry. You know, so you know, you know, hiring people, the things that annoy you, that kind of thing. Maybe that's maybe that's being a little pedantic, I suppose. And and then you know, uh, Beyonce lip syncing or not, you know, maybe, you know, I, I was thinking the Super Bowl that's coming up. She's doing the uh, halftime performance. I wonder if uh, because of this caught, you know, catching her lip syncing, because of this, maybe she'll actually sing in that one. Maybe. Uh, anyway, but I, you know, we'll see. I guess we'll have to see. I, I know that a lot of these singers that, that go out now, and I, I know I've talked about this before, that they don't sing their whole show, and some of them don't sing at all. They lip sync the whole thing, and and some of them are doing all that aerobic exercise that I would find it rather impressive that they could keep their breath while they're singing. Now. There, I'm sure some of them are that good and can do it, but I don't know. I wonder because I see uh, on Letterman, I'll see they'll have uh, they'll have uh, singers and dancers come in from a play that's you know on, down the block from from Dave's studio, the Ed Sullivan Theater, and they'll bring in. You know, I remember seeing um, what's his name, uh, Harry Potter, Daniel Radcliffe. Is that his name? He was in How to Succeed in Business without really trying. I think that's what it's called. And so they do. They come in and they do a production number, and, and Radcliffe is dancing around and singing, and all these other dancers and singers, men and women, they're all dancing around and singing, and they're all lip syncing. <laughs> you know, Radcliffe is lip syncing. He's not singing, and I have to think that they're doing that because they're dancing. They're they're jumping around and and doing all this aerobic exercise. I I I I think it would be difficult not to sound, <laughs> you know, one singular sensation every little step. You know, of course that could just be me. <laughs> you know, I'm so well, you know, not in great shape. So anyway, maybe my pedantic moments weren't all truly pedantic moments. So I figured I should call myself on them before somebody else calls me on them. <laughs> Which somebody would. Yes. Yes, somebody would. Okay, now, I okay. Alright. The big show that I had planned, I guess it just will have to wait till next week. Maybe that's a good thing that, that these tech issues are, uh, have, have stopped uh, uh, being a problem. Huh? No, no, they are a problem. Sorry about that again. Um, but I wanted to mention this. Uh, 
I have a uh, Facebook friend and a fellow friend through uh, Stuck in the 80s, and he's, uh, he's, his name is Douglas Arthur. He has a podcast called Assault of the Two-Headed Space Mules. Yes, it's a catchy title, isn't it? And um, he and I, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show. Maybe I have, maybe I haven't. But uh, he and I, uh, earlier this month, sat down and, through Skype and had a conversation about something that is near and dear to our hearts from our youth, and it's the TV series called In Search Of. I may have mentioned that In Search Of is now available, the entire series, on DVD. And, and that happened back in November, I think it was released. And both Douglas and I saw that and got excited and shared it on, on Facebook and something. We started talking with each other. And I, I, I said, look, I don't mean to invite myself on your show, but um, I'd really like to talk about In Search Of and just give our impressions and you know just have a talk. Now, some people might not understand exactly what uh, Doug's show is all about. <laughs> some people might not understand what he does on his show. Um, they might think that... Um, it's much more of an in-depth dissection of, of a series like In Search Of. No, no, Doug's show is, is a conversation between a couple of people, uh, generally. He's had two other hosts on with him at one time. He's, he's, his brother, uh, Rick, has been a frequent co-host on the show, or guest, I, I guess you should say, on the show. And he's had a couple other people on. He's done 20 episodes so far. He does, I, I guess, one a month or a couple a month or something like that. And it's a very conversational, kind of a laid-back show where he just, he just here's the topic, let's do a little research on it so we know at least something that we're talking about, and then let's talk about it and let's let the conversation go where it will. And he and I talked, I think, for about three and a half hours. <laughs> and uh, uh, we, at some point, uh, we were completely off topic of the of in search of which, even in the show, uh, that the the episode that I'm on, the uh, um, number twenty, I'll put a link to it in the show notes so that you can go and listen to it. Even within that hour and a half of that podcast, we still kind of tail off into other directions and just whatever. It just it just where it goes. But then at some point, we got into talking about comic books and comic book artists and the movie Airplane and and it, you know uh, Doug and I are, are cartoonists. Doug's brother Rick is a cartoonist. His brother's actually drawn professionally for some comic books. I think he's done at least one, and it was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, that's what it is. And, uh, and so he did that. And, uh, you know, so anyway, I listened to the show. It, 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 it's very calm. It's not an argument with each other. It's just here's a conversation between two people about something, or, or usually it's two people. I think Doug's done a, one show or two where it's just him. Uh, but he tries to have a, uh, a guest. And he and I are trying to decide what to talk about next time. He said he has enough to do an outtake show, about 30 minutes worth of he and I talking about comic books and, and, and such. A couple of comic book geeks. And uh, anyway, so check it out. I'll put it in the show notes. I'll link to it. It's the assault of the two-headed space mules we look into in search of. We, we go in search of, in search of. Uh, and the review are out. The one review, are out, is out, and it's up on my blog. You can check it out. It's uh, it's pretty fun. <laughs> Thanks, Harry. Anyway, uh, 
Uh, yeah, I got a movie recommendation. Yes, it's written right down here. It says, recommend this movie. Well, that's not exactly what it says, but, you know, I don't need to be that pedantic. It's uh, the movie that I'm recommending this week. Last week, I recommended The African Queen, which is a Humphrey Bogart film, which was a film that he earned the Oscar for Best Actor and uh, watched it with my son uh, last week sometime. And he enjoyed it. He thought it was pretty good. And we just liked the looks, the takes that Bogart would have when he's faced with certain situations <laughs> in that movie. And so, and he deserved the Oscar for it. I thought it was really good. I mean, it's really. I didn't see the competition for him. Maybe I have. I don't know who else was up for the Oscar that year. But um, the ne this film I'm going to recommend this week is another Humphrey Bogart film. And this one's from 1954, and it's called The Kane Mutiny. And it's based on a novel by Herman Walk. I think that's how you say his name. Woke, walk, I don't know, W-A-U-K, Herman Walk, whatever. And uh, apparently it was a big-time novel, and there's never been a mutiny in the U.S. Navy. So uh, at least, and I don't think there has been since this movie's been made, but uh, this is, it's set in World War II in the Pacific, and uh, it follows a young ensign as he gets his first commission on a, a minesweeper, which is kind of a beat-up ship with a beat-up crew and a, and a fairly cynical captain that doesn't seem to care, and he's, he's you know, he, he rubs this young ensign the wrong way. This ensign wants more Navy sense to it, to more, you know, more discipline. That's what he was looking for. And uh, the captain gets transferred, and a new captain gets brought aboard, and that's Captain Quig played by Humphrey Bogart. And Humphrey Bogart is a by-the-book man. He's, he gets everybody cleaned up. He cl gets the ship cleaned up. He gets more on a, on a you know, strict Navy basis. And this young ensign thinks that's, that's better. But Quig has been beaten down over the years. He had uh, uh, a difficult time in the Atlantic, in the Battle of the Atlantic, and he had seen a lot of fighting and he had kind of lost his nerve a little bit, and he kind of lost. He's been a little unsettled, so he makes these strange mistakes, and and he he's odd. And Fred McMurray is also in the film. And if you know Fred McMurray from uh, My Three Sons, it's just weird seeing him the way he is in this movie. This kind of this erudite, uh, cynical uh, kind of a guy that's a writer, and he says, and it's an instigator. He's a, you know, he tries to get the people to, uh, um, well, go against the captain and see if they can get him removed, but then realizes, no, wait a minute, we shouldn't, because he's just bringing discipline. This is how it's going to look. So it's he's interesting to watch. Van Johnson plays the first officer. He's excellent in this. The ensign is okay. <laughs> and, it, it, you know, but uh, Bogart is terrific. He's... I. There, it, there ends up being the mutiny on the on the ship, not the bounty, on the cane. There ends up being a mutiny, and then there's the trial, the military trial taking place to find out whether these, uh, whether the first officer and this ensign should be hanged, because they both stood against the captain and took over the ship. And uh, Jose Ferrer plays the attorney that uh, represents the accused, and he's really good. And it's a really good film. Now, there's one problem with the movie, which could have been completely taken out. The young ensign has a girlfriend. 
he has a girlfriend, but she's, you know, she might not be of his stature, you know, because he, he comes from money. See, he's got a mom that's got money and influence, and he's got an uncle that's uh, in the Congress or something, and they've got influence and all that. And she just might not be their sort. And she's like, I know you don't want to show me to your mother. You don't want to introduce me to your mother. Oh, me, man, I love you. Well, you're asking much, you know. And it, oh, God, it's such a stupid, tacked-on, completely unnecessary love story angle thrown into this movie. It doesn't need to be there. So in those parts, when it shows up, when it's just him and that gal, as good-looking as she is, and you know what, the, the actress who plays her is Mae Wynn, and the name of her character is Mae Wynn. I don't know what the hell that's all about, but that's what. Okay, it's but just in the, during that part, just go up and go to the bathroom. You're not going to miss anything. It's just completely pointless. They could have taken it out, and it been it would have been a terrific movie without it because it's just so stupid. <laughs> you know, not that I don't like a love story or a love story angle or love interest or anything like that. It's not that I don't like it. It's just that this was done so ham-handedly and so stupidly that it's just it almost tears the movie down. But in, in fact, it starts off the movie. So just remain patient when you get past the first 10 or 15 minutes of this nonsense. It'll get into the movie. And then, okay. Oh, Good night. Oh, boy. Got to the end of another show. Frau Blucher. Well, we did it with tech issues and everything. I'm sorry again to the chat room, folks. Uh, but remember to be skeptical, and extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. I'll be back next week. Hopefully everything will be fine. You've been listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, saying sleep with the lights off. Hopefully we'll have it all sorted out. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. has been a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. And now, a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. Well, I'm going to hell. And there you have it. That uh, is probably a pretty interesting one, hopefully, in that uh, you got to see what it was like when I did the show live. Because the server would go goofy and it, it could ruin the show for people listening in the chat room. And I had 
plan to do this one pedantic moment after the other, claiming I was going to have a big show, and then it was just a pedantic moment after pedantic moment, and, you know, it was just a little something. So hopefully you enjoyed it, and that it wasn't uh, too annoying by having to talk about the tech issues. But that's what I had to put up with when I would do the show live. I'm glad I do them pre-recorded now. Uh, that's your bonus. First one, there will be others.